conservative groups are trying to get the Finnish entry, it's a heavy metal band called Lordi, banned. That's accusing them of promoting Satanism. Lordi from Finland are just so much fun because they are so totally alternative, so completely different from the normal Eurovision fair that they really make you stand up and listen and uh, I think that's probably great for the competition. You know, this was a victory uh, for rock music, not only for Finland and not only for Lordi, but it was a victory for rock music and also it was a victory for uh, open-mindedness, you know what I mean. Chances are, if you're listening to this, you know that Lordi won the Eurovision in 2006 for Finland, taking the mass media and mainstream public by surprise. Most podcasts or documentaries might start at that point and move on, but not here. I want to take you on a journey, a journey through the life of the band Lordi, through the eyes and experiences of the past and current members, but also through the eyes and experiences of those closely involved with the band. Never has a podcast like this existed, a documentary series looking at the evolution of one band over nearly a 30 year cycle. So join me as we look at Lordy's story. From True Metal Podcast, I'm Matthew Kessie, and this is Monsters of Rock, The Lordy Story. Episode 1, Prologue, Tommy's Journey. Lordy's journey as a band, like most bands, didn't start with a record deal or even with the formation of the actual band. It started with a sound and with a concept in mind, thought up by its lead singer, Mr. Lordy. But in order for us to fully understand Lordy, we need to delve into the formative years of its creator, Mr. Lordy, back to his childhood. Just so you know, Mr. Lordy may be referred to throughout this series by some people as Tommy or Tommy Putansu. That is his civil name. Just so you know. I was born in the town of Rovaniemi. Mm. In the Arctic Circle, Lapland, Finnish Lapland. Uh, I spent my first year with my parents there, I'm an only child, um, to a relatively old parents, you know, they were already uh, almost 40 when they got me. So I was like a evening star, as they call it uh, in Finland, right. you know, a late, you know. Uh, so 
Yeah, so first year I lived in Rovaniemi, but then uh, I think for my second birthday we moved to the, the city of Kemi, which is like 150 kilometers down south from Rovaniemi, still in Lapland, very much still in Lapland. Yeah. And 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 uh, there I went to the. I was there until I mean I I I did my first grade in school there in Kemi, but then for the second grade in school we moved back to Rovaniemi right. and. I'm I'm in Rovaniemi again. I mean, I was living in Helsinki in the. I moved to Helsinki in the mid 90s, but then uh, in the what was it, 2010 or nine or something, I moved back, and I will never ever move away again from here. Right. This is this is my place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like most children, Tommy had lots of interests growing up. The first of which was drawing. I started drawing, you know, very young age, and I'm I'm still quite, you know, uh, proud of when I look at the pictures that I drew when I was three or four year old. Mm. I mean, um, they're pretty fucking good. They're actually that they are not bad. You know what? What I what I you know so that was my thing. I I I was I was pretty good at drawing. Tommy then became obsessed with animals but very much so with two particular ones. I got fascinated with owls and frogs. Okay. That was my that was my shit when I was like 4. Right. You know, that was my shit. Well, I I'm still a huge fan of owls. From here, Tommy's interests started to stem outwards to characters and creatures. And then you can start adding the list. Then the next thing that came was Muppet Show. Right. The Muppet Show, and I'm still as crazy as I was for Muppet Show. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very, I'm a person that gets addicted very easily if I like it, and I, I will be addicted for life. So whether it's Muppet Show or Monsters or Kiss or Candy or fucking Pepsi or yeah. you know or cigarettes, I get addicted and I will never let go, and it will never ever stop tasting good or, or you know, it, it will be as good as the first time I ever tasted or saw something or yeah. experienced something. So, yeah, from Owls to Muppet Show, from Muppet Show to Incredible Hulk comic book, from from Incredible Hulk to to um, um, these old horror comics, uh, then seeing uh, one New Year's Eve on TV, there was um, uh, the original black and white King Kong movie. Okay. That I saw and that they aired like, I guess, relatively early in the evening. So that means that I must have been five or six because we were still living in Kemi. So I remember that. And then seeing a Dracula film, one of those Christopher Lee ones, I, 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 there's no way of telling which one, but one of those. And, you know, and those got me into the horror thing. And then I saw some like horror comics. Um, that my cousin who's like 10 years older than I am I saw his old comic books laying around somewhere at our I think our grandparents place or somewhere and I you know got into that and then from the Incredible Hulk and you know came all the other Marvel characters and then you know <laughs> it's just like you know it's like the, the least start just you know starts growing then E.T. was my when when the E.T. came that was like like a life changing moment for me as well as Star Wars 
Masters of the Universe, yeah. those things. The reason we're looking at this in so much detail is that Tommy's influences have had a huge effect on the visual side of Lordi, as well as the lyrical aspect of their music. And when we come to music, one trip would end up becoming vital in Tommy's journey. Around that same time, you know, seemingly innocent request from a from a schoolmate of mine who said that, hey, you want to go to the music library and go listen to some Kiss? And I had no idea what the hell is Kiss. I just, okay, because I didn't want to sound like a nerd. Of course, I, I played the game that I would actually know what he's talking about. I had no fucking clue. So we took our bicycles. This is from the second grade. Took our bicycles. We went to, went to the music library. Uh, we sat down, my friend did the talk, talking, and we got the headphones on, put the headphones on, and, and then then I'm like acting like I know what I'm doing. This was the first time I was there. And then there was this music that fucking like, whoa, what, what, whoa, <laughs> you know, it blew my fucking head off. And that was Kiss Creatures of the Night, and yeah. It's from this moment forward that Tommy's interest in music truly started. From Kiss, it then moved towards other visually strong bands like Wasp, Twisted Sister and Alice Cooper and so on. Many more bands were included. But Tommy's own musical journey had just begun. So I started forming bands with my friend Pete. Pete Kangas is, the, is, the, is my, you know... We were like, uh, you know, we were inseparable, you know, when we were kids, you know. Yeah. So, so, so he's actually the guy who, you know, introduced me to, uh, to the world of heavy metal. Not the first, not, he's not the first guy who took me to listen to Kiss, but he's the guy who who took me took me to the music library the second time and was and asked me that why didn't I take the the, the album cover with me. You know, I was like, why, why, why would I need the album cover if we're just going to listen to Kiss? And, well, you can read the lyrics and look at the pictures. And that's when I saw how Kiss guys looked looked like, you know. Yes. So, so, so that's, that, that's the bit that I'm talking about. So, um, so with him, we started forming bands, but we didn't have any real instruments. I mean, we were just, you know, doing it with our mouths. Like, yeah. And, um. Uh, you know, and I wanted to. By that time, of course, I mean, I was I was an expert on, on all metal bands already, like any fucking ten year old, you yeah. know. So, <laughs> so, so, and I wanted to sound like I wanted to sound like Alice Cooper, Gene Simmons, and especially Udo Dickshadar. I wanted to sound like that. I wanted to sound like that. You know, right. as cool and not like wimpy, high singing, high pitched voice dudes, but I wanted to sound like a like a monster. You yeah. know, so, so. Uh, I started imitating Udo pretty early on, okay. you know, yeah. and then I tried to, that was my uh, um, way of trying to sound cool when I tried to imitate probably Gene and Alice, 
yeah, maybe even Kronos from Venom, you know, those kind of those kind of voices. And uh, thinking what it, it must have been around maybe 86, yeah, 86, yeah, around 86. 86 one. but then we got the acoustic guitar so we already started learning how to play actually for real uh we still didn't have any electrical electrical instruments but you know we kept going and we we had real bands but yeah. <laughs> okay you know in our world yeah i mean we had the logos and everything and we pretty much every week we we formed a new band i'm the same guys but you know <laughs> And we and we drew posters for us, and we you know and we you know, you know we we recorded C cassette albums, not demos. Yeah, albums. We recorded albums in one afternoon, and the, the next day you could record another album, and you know, and like that. Uh, funnily enough, by the way, that the, the the oldest recording where you can hear me and this Pete is uh, on. Let me think. Yeah, it's on Dead Egg, the last song, Missing Miss Charlene. And there, in the very end, you hear la, 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 yeah. thing. That is me and Pete singing in 1986 uh, uh, on our song called Halloween okay. that we did. So that's us playing acoustic guitars and banging on some, you know, pots and kettles there, you know, as drums. Yeah. And that's the melody there, even in the song, you know. That, okay. So then... I joined, I mean, Pete got, Pete joined a real band, and of course I was jealous, I mean, he played drums, so so he joined a real band yeah. with, that, that his classmates had, uh, and then I didn't have a band, and I didn't have my friend Pete, you know, who to, you know, do music with, and I was like, me, but I don't think it took that long, It maybe it, it was a matter of fucking months when they asked me to come and sing. Yeah, for that band, and that band was called Accidents. Okay, and and so I joined that band, and then for I think eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, ninety, I was in that band, and then we just changed the name to Wonder with with Wall Street at some point. Okay, uh, which is actually the the name was taken from a porn film. Okay, you know, right. you know, there was some porn. I I don't remember the porn actress's last name, but it was Wanda something, and then it was a Wanda Witch Wall Street, like a, like a really soft porn uh, S and M kind of film. That but it just, the name sounds cool. I mean, doesn't it? Wanda yeah. Witch Wall Street. That's yeah. an awesome fucking bad name. So <laughs> so yeah. So I was I was in the same band with the same same guys, same group of people for all those years you know and uh but by that time i was still already already seeing pretty much with th this voice okay it's the younger version of it but yeah. but still you know nice. and uh, and we recorded quite a few demos like four track demos and and uh yeah so we were in the scene in the rovanemi rock scene we were there we were one of those bands you know the first official recording of Tommy's singing was done with the Rovaniemi Youth Council as part of a compilation of young rock and metal bands from the area. Wonder Whips Wall Street's song You're Dead Wrong, Mr. Malicious was included in this compilation. Wonder Whips Wall Street's journey as a band lasted almost 10 years. However, Due to people moving away to study and the same sort of things really every young adult goes through, they eventually disbanded.
and in 1995 their song Caught the Black Fire, which you can hear under us right now, was included on a compilation record of Rovaniemi Rock and Metal, which was called Rock Morska. Tommy actually features twice on this record, once with Wanda Whip's Wall Street, and the other, well, as Lordy, of course. Lordy, as a concept, had already come into existence three years prior to this. Back in 1992, when Tommy was still in Wanda Whips Wall Street, the band's musical direction was changing. In, the, in, in, in that band, I mean in Wanda, mm. uh, they, started, they started digging other kinds of music. They, they were not into... I mean, all of a sudden, like for example, our, the, the main guy of that band, Jarsi, who's like still a dear friend of mine, uh, he used to be a huge Scorpions fan. He was the fan of Scorpions, like 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 I'm with Kiss, you know, yeah. back in the day. So, so all of a sudden, he started digging Megadeth, Metallica, Slayer, Anthrax. You see the pattern here. So yeah. it was kind of a lot harder stuff. And 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 back then, I mean, now it sounds like a. I mean, now I understand everything I hear from the from the '80s trash metal albums and speed metal band albums, yeah. but. Back then, I didn't understand what I'm hearing. It's just noise. It is just pure noise. I didn't get it. There was no melodies in my, you know, for me to, you know, get hooked on. There was nothing. I, I, I just like, what the fuck is this noise? So, so he got into that, and another guitar player band, uh, another guitar player in our band, uh, got into the same stuff too, and and surprisingly fast, they actually went into grunge thingies, and they started listening to to Alanis Morissette and all that stuff, okay. and especially Pearl Jam. Of course, this, I mean, you have to see that there's a there's a, a spread of few years here, mm. as you can yeah. as you can know. But 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 where where I was still very much into the '80s, Kiss and Twisted Sister and Wasp and Alice Cooper and all that stuff. You know, I I didn't want to hear any other stuff because that was my shit. I, that's my thing, you know. Yeah. And and then the same thing with Pete, who was the drummer in the band. He he did not like any of that harder shit, you know. So so you could see that within the band there was this there was this separation starting to happen when the when the other guy when there's like three out of five in the band the two guitar players and the bass player they started to listening they started listening to well they grew up in a, a little bit you know so they they started listening to new kinds of music where me and Pete we stayed comfortable in our comfort zone with Kiss and Wasp and Motley Crue you know so what happened was that then all of a sudden the band, other band guys, they did not want to play the songs or the riffs that I was 
creating okay. anymore because everybody wrote and and since since they didn't think much of me uh, as a guitar player at all yes. because i mean they were the guitar players and i was just a singer so 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 i did some riffs and i did you know stuff and they played but they it was always the feeling that i'm not good enough and my shit is not good enough for them and especially when all all the speed metal thing came um you know then then all that stuff you know They, they, they were like really blunt of saying that yeah we don't I mean we don't like your stuff we don't like your stuff so I had to find an outlet to get it out so okay. that's when I did the first Lordi demo the Napalm Market that's and and it was just me doing that um, because well I just had to get the songs out of my system mm-hmm. you know and as soon as I did that first four track C cassette Lordi demo I realized oh. <laughs> I want to do this. I want to. I, I want to be my own boss. You know. I not to say that I will be in the band still. You know, with Wanda. But yeah, this is. I I want to. I want to do my own shit. I I want to be the guy who decides what we play and what's good and what's not. You know. So, Napalm Market brought about the birth of Lordy as a music project. The name was actually taken from Tommy's nickname, which means Lord in English. Peter Rieskip, my my good old dear friend from childhood to this day, the director of most of the Lordi videos. Yeah. His mom uh, gave me the nickname Lordi. Right. Um, this was probably 1988, 89, somewhere there, where uh, um, I was dressing the way I'm still dressing, like a lot of black leather, but especially back then, like a lot of black leather, a lot of jewelry. A lot of earrings and shit like that, and 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 I I was walking and coming to the yard and coming to meet Pete and and her mom was there and said, oh here comes the Lord again, you know, uh. and, and 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 you know Lord is in, in Finnish it means Lord it means like Lord Vader or yeah. you know, not not like the Almighty Lord but but the Lord of the Mansion you know yeah. there comes the Lord again so that's how I got my nickname so then you know. I liked it. Yeah, I'm Lordy. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then people started calling me Lordy. Not my close friends, but you know, some other people started. And then I started, you know, if somebody asked me, well, I'm, I'm Lordy. And oh. And then when I went to film school, uh, uh, on my on my um, mailbox, it didn't say it didn't say Tommy Kupasu. It said it said Lordy Kupasu. Uh. And you know, so I started. I, I really, I really took it as my own the name you know so so when around the same time i did the first demo of lordy uh i was thinking about okay what is my project's name so well lordy lordy it's got be lordy of course that's my nickname on napalm market tommy who we'll refer to from now on as lordy played the bass and did the vocals but Lordy was joined by another person on guitar. This guy was Voodoo. He asked whether me or the other Sami Kananel to play guitar parts. Okay, right. For it. And I guess the other Sami didn't... Um, he kind of... Hesitated so didn't wasn't interested that much okay. at that point yeah. I guess right. and I think I was 
interested enough to join join the project. The person that Voodoo is referring to here, Sami Kainanen, is someone that you'll hear from later on in the series. Voodoo had a great influence on the first Lordy demo. Not only did he play guitar, but he also came up with the inspiration behind the name Napalm Marcus. As Voodoo has told me in our exchanges, near where Lordy lived, there was a supermarket called Napa Market. Napa comes from the word Napapiri, which translates as Arctic Circle. Voodoo seen these ads for the market and cut out the logo and added the L and M to form Napalm. Lordy thought that this was amusing and used it as the title and then he added the angry face in addition. The actual picture in the cover came from the movie Mortadella which was released in 1971, a film Lordy had seen at the Midnight Sun Festival program. This demo's sound was characterised by Lordy's writing, lyrics and rhythms. The use of a drum machine was used in the recording, which was to become a feature of the demo years up until the band's full lineup was established. Overall, there were four tracks on Napalm Market. Voodoo talks us through them here. There was actually the, the saga. How do you say sage? So it was an intro tape. Okay. It wasn't actually lordy at all. It was just taken from some tape okay from their home this is spoken intro like some poem and then the, the three songs uh interpol mexico like or interpol mexico but it's pronounced like mexico mexico okay i don't know what that means um, neither does tell me i guess and anti-bohemian was the second one and, the, and pain in spain was the third song on the tape uh, and we mixed the tape actually the whole tape maybe the next day or the same week we mixed it okay. again right we, uh, we added more bass like more up and some versions there were uh, some song that we recorded he recorded the vocals early August 1993 when it was released I guess Has it aged well? Uh, I gotta say it's it's uh, quite interesting sounding when I listen to the other two demos Yeah It's completely different sounding it's like Okay Quite lo-fi not lo-fi but pretty simple produced like four track demo yeah but it's it's fun to listen though and the songs are not that bad actually following napalm market lordy would complete a self-titled demo in 1993 and then in 1994 he would finish working on a demo called whatchamacallit both of these demos featured different people playing guitar on them though. Lordi at this point was recording in Tornio at a film school. This meant that Voodoo's musical involvement in the project had come to an end. Just to break down these two demos for you, Duomi Kompula played guitar and bass on them. Watch him call it had the track listing of Way Off Key, Chocolate Call, 
Diagnosis Motherfucker, Homemade Metal Machine and Buy. The 1993 self-titled demo featured the tracks Rise and Shine, The Fear, True Colors and The Bitch Is Back, which featured the vocals of Juha Koivaranta. Lordy's goal while he was in film school in Tornio was to become a horror movie director. It was during his time here that he would work on a track called Inferno. This track would eventually become the first Lordy music video. Voodoo actually features on the Inferno music video as one of the guitar players, even though he's not the recorded guitarist on the track. We're in a Robanemi, some like industrial warehouse, the uh, empty warehouse. Right. Where uh, our costumes were plastic, <laughs> black, black plastic bags. Like wrapped around, it looked. I guess it looked much better and cool on the video. But if you knew, it was just plastic bags. That's that's a creativity. Tommy's like he he can do things like that. Like, yeah, he can make a plastic bag work. <laughs> yeah. Lordy's aspiration to make this music video wasn't met with much support from his teachers initially. That was my final exam from the film school, and that was the, the I wanted to do a music video for myself. I wanted to be the, you know, I, I produced it and I directed it and I, I edited it and I did all the makeup for it yeah. and and even though the, the the school was totally against that because the, the 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 idea for the for the final exam was that you get somebody to order it from outside you know you do a company video or, or something like that for somebody else from for an outsider okay. but i did not want to do that because i said no 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 no. i want to do it you know so i was uh, i i was uh, you know you know, I was fighting against those rules like big time then. And yeah. So, so when I saw the video, when I had all my friends that I dressed up as monsters and did all these masks and shit, and I looked like, okay, fuck. I mean, I am the worst-looking dude in the video. It should be the other way around. <laughs> and that's that. That was the that was the thing. That fuck. Okay. If yeah, that's that's how it should be. I should be the guy wearing those masks okay. and I, I, I and I, I cannot be sure anymore if the dream was around that time but I would say the dream was there before hmm. I, I, I'm pretty sure that I saw that dream like long time before that that dream that Lordy talks of would prove to be an inspiration for the imagery of the band but unfortunately we leave that till next time where we'll also talk about a trip to Stockholm 
and how it became a key moment in Lordy's story. I'm Matthew Kessie and Monsters of Rock The Lordy Story is a True Metal Podcast production. I'd like to thank Lordy and Voodoo for their time, insights and kindness to the show. And please head over to True Metal Podcast's Instagram page to see the photo library for this episode. <laughs>